This is uh, Joshua Michael from Royalty Cult, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast, and I am Bruce. My name is Chris. You interrupted me. I was going to say your hostess with the mostest. I was kind of getting creative, but you that is it such a fucking dad joke. I know, but it's so cool and it's real. <laughs> and you fucked everything up. I always do. It's it's the role I play in life. Nice. I'm here to fuck shit up and take names. <laughs> Great. So I don't know if you learned anything about these guys. Uh, <laughs> a boot uh, royal cult, but um, I sent you the link earlier. Did you get a chance to check them out? I was just listening to. The song, uh, Stay This Way. And it's pre- it sounds fucking killer. Yeah, they're pretty good bands. I know uh, they're on Pavement, I believe. We've done a lot of stuff with them again. We seem to be doing a lot of stuff with like uh, a lot of these same record companies, which is good. They're starting to uh, appreciate what we do. I mean, if you look at us, we're so right. sexy. I mean, how could you not? Right. Jason Momoa and I don't know who you are. Who am I quitting you to? Jack Tripper. Yeah, okay. Jack Tripper. <laughs> <laughs> like in the old days, like the Three's Company days? Yeah, yeah. John Ritter. No, what? Yeah, yeah it's John Ritter, but it was Jack Tripper was the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking you look more like Don Knotts, but... We can well, go hey, I could, I, could oh. be, I, could, I could be Don Knotts. Hey, guys, what's <laughs> up? Hey, you better not be sleeping with a girl. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to the one person that's listening. <laughs> At any rate, if you hang on, we'll go ahead and get uh, Josh on the line. Okay. Well, here we just got to say. Oh, let's do it. Let's... Can you hear me? Hey, hey Josh. there you are. Oh, there you are. How are you, man? Doing good. Doing Josh, good. I'm glad it works. Yeah, finally. I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Chris. Nice to meet you, man. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Where you guys I don't know here? if you'll thank us when, when this is over. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Might hang up, you might hang up before we get through. <laughs> What's it like out there? Is it pretty uh, pretty crazy still, or is it starting to settle down? Um, it's it's sort of a weird thing, you know. Everybody's trying to live their lives the best they can, but you know, knowing that all this craziness is going on, but uh, uh they're trying to, I think, slowly close everything again. So. Yeah. Like I had heard that San Diego is going back to just take out orders for restaurants again. And uh, I'm in L.A. Um, and we're still doing um, we can have dine in, but only, you know, outside on the patio. Mm-hmm. And L.A. You know, is and things really like that hard right, right now. now, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. You know, I haven't really seen this, you know, up close in my face yet, you know, but I keep, you know, reading and seeing everything. Sure. Um on the news and just things like that. Um, I do have a friend in Nebraska, his father passed from, from it. And I have a few friends that have it in other States, but, um, you know, I haven't really personally been hit very hard by it, but you know, it's really a shame. Yeah. It's hard, man. My wife had two employees end up hospitalized with it. Oh, wow. Needing oxygen. And they're like in their thirties, you know, and health and healthy. So it's it's no longer the uh, seventy five and over crowd. I think it's expanding. Yeah. Well, and that's anyway, the thing. yeah, you never know who's gonna be affected by it and in, in what way. So, 
Anyway. Let's be happy, uh, though. Let's talk about happy happy things. Let's talk about royalty cult. So if uh, if fans are not familiar with the royalty cult or our listeners or three listeners or whatever we got, (laughs) if you could give the if you could uh, had a chance to give them like a two sentence boardroom pitch, what would it be? Um, I don't know. It'd just be uh, two passionate, you know, guys that just, you know, want to make music for a living and, uh, you know, just want to create great art and great songs with great melodies. And, you know, that's just, that's what we love. And that's what we do. You know, we tried to turn it off at one point in our lives and we, we figured out that that wasn't really going to work out too well. So we're just going for it until we can anymore. What do you mean you're going to turn it off? Well, you know, um, for me personally, um, you know, I realized along the way in my musical journey, you know, and in my life and struggling to be an artist and stuff that it really, it doesn't affect me only. It affects, you know, the people around me. It affects my family and my, my close friends and things like that. And so I tried to buckle down and live a normal life and, you know, just do the nine to five thing and, you know, and, uh, really, but that really made me depressed. So I realized that, okay, if I'm going to be alive, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to be a part of this world, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I'm either going to make this happen for me or I'm going to die trying. And, you know, David, you know, feels the exact same way, you know. So how did you guys meet? Uh, We met 11 years ago when an ad came out for a singer that I had responded to uh, for our old band, Interim Divine. And um, we played together for about four or five years doing Interim Divine all over Southern California, then throughout the United States. We got the opportunity to, to tour with Spineshank, who was one of my favorite bands, so yeah. that was an honor. And, uh, you know, things things like that. It was, it was cool. Little goals were met and things like that. But then I ended up leaving the band... Um, at the time, but me and David always uh, kept in touch, and uh, we tried again in 2016 with a band uh, called World on Fire, and that imploded rather quickly. And um, at that point, we just decided, okay, we're going to do this, but we're going to keep it just me and him, and not have any other guys involved. Cool. So, are you just working so, at home then? Is that how you guys are kind of recording yourselves? Yeah, more or less. Uh, we do not live in the same area, so he writes and records all the music he sends it to me i write the melodies and then i'll either write the lyrics all by myself or sometimes we'll write the lyrics together whenever we do get together or whatnot um but then um once we get our producer on board uh joshua booma you know um he's adding the guitars and things like that and it's just you know he's helping bring us up to the next level so it's great it's been a great experience that's pretty awesome. I saw that you uh, actually worked with uh, Andy Haller as well. Yeah, Andy Haller is phenomenal. Uh, he's actually worked with Interim Divine before I left the band uh, back in 2012. So that's how we knew him. And uh, he's just a great, great guy. And he recorded all my vocals um, for this record. Oh, nice. What was that process like for you? Was it comfortable? Relaxed? Oh, uh, with Ian. With Andy, it's always laid back and comfortable. You know, he lets me, you know, do my thing and, you know, he'll help me and guide me along the way if he needs to. But he lets me do my thing. And, you know, each song, honestly, is about a three hour process, you know, of, of laying down the vocals. 
Cool. Is it inti- is it intimidating uh, going into the studio or going into the vocal booth with him behind the the mic, knowing he's worked with like Ozzy and a bunch of other bigger, big, big names? Um, not really, because Andy's just such a down to earth, kind guy. You know, it's just I never felt intimidated working with him per se. Cool. Nice. So, what do you guys have coming up? Uh, we have a few singles. We just dropped our latest single yesterday, um, which is a cover of the Pulse Service song, This Place is a Prison. And uh, so, so far, people seem to be uh, liking what they're hearing with that. And um, next month, we have a single Oracle coming out. And then over the next couple months after that, we have a couple more singles leading up to our record is going to be released in December. Um and join the end will be out on December 6th. Nice. And where can people, can they pre-order it? Uh, where can they hear all of your stuff? Yeah, they're going to be able to pre-order that come uh, November 6th. So a month prior, um, they're going to be able to pre-order it. And, you know, it'll be all over, you know, iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and youtube and and all the above everything digital we are going to do a run of um, cds and vinyl as well for it you know so uh yeah we're just trying to get all of our music out there and right when we're done because we're almost we're still tracking this record slightly like we're at the very tail end of it yeah but right when we're done we're going to be tracking our second record immediately we're not even stopping we're just gonna we're not going to put it out right away but we're going to be tracking it right away well, that's a, that's a really good idea to stay focused and, and on the ball. Yeah, we're actually doing that for our first three records. It's just going to be nonstop. And especially right now, I mean, you can't go tour or anything. So if you just keep yourself going, you'll constantly be able to stay in people's faces with new stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's great. Uh, you know, actually, this band... Um, as I mentioned, the Ward on Fire stuff was in 2016. So, you know, Royalty Cult started in 2016, but we kept it under wraps. We didn't, not that anybody cared, but, you know, we we didn't tell anybody about what we were doing. And um, we just uh, kept writing and writing and writing. We wrote almost 100 songs and we saved the best 30. And um, that's what we've been doing. So we just launched, you know, a month ago, you know, to the world finally. But we kept it under wraps for four years and just wrote the best songs that we could. Okay, I have a weird question for you. How did you get Tori Spelling uh, to give you guys... Uh, I haven't watched the video yet. I'm just looking at your YouTube page. And <laughs> how, how did you get her to give you a kudos on YouTube? Well, honestly, uh, she does a thing with um, Ian Ziering, who played Steve Sanders on 90210, um, and he's big for the Sharknado stuff and as well. Yeah. Uh, they do a thing called New Skin, and um, uh, I was sort of talking to them about doing that and helping with that, like, that business a little bit at one point. But then um, I had reached out to her through Cameo, as a matter of fact. Oh, it, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. And I just, you know, some people frown on things like that or it's like, oh, that's lame. You know, don't do that. That's, you know, that's cheating or whatever. For me, I'm looking at it as advertisement, you know, because sometimes sometimes people aren't always going to listen to me and David say, hey, check out our music. But they will listen to these people that they've grown up watching or or whatnot, just like they'll listen to a label, say, hey, go listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's a 
I just went on your YouTube marketing. page. And I was like, wait a second, why is Tori Spelling here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that it would be fun. You know, it's you know we we got Jose Mangan uh, did one, and um, Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves did one for us as well, which that's in the musical community. But we yeah. thought that we would have fun with it a little bit too. You know, with our audience, we like to take ourselves serious, but when it came to when it comes to stuff like that, you know, we're like, hey, let's have a little fun with this and. Um, David Faustino did one for us as well, who played Bud Bunny on Oh yeah, uh, Beverly Children. Interesting. That's and I funny. and I know him personally, you know, by living here in L.A. and stuff. So, you know, he had no problem with doing that, and it was cool. And you know, I honestly want to do Ric Flair. It would be amazing, but oh, um, his, price, his price tag's <laughs> yeah. a little high. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair would be epic. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it'd be hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you got anything else? No, I'm good. I don't, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Josh, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.